0: What do today's fastest growing to consumer brands all have in common? They use Clavio to personalize their marketing, build their customer relationships and automate their online sales. Whether it's a new subscriber or your most loyal customer, growing your e-commerce business starts with creating amazing marketing experiences. Discover winning marketing strategies in Klaviyo's new video series, Ready, Set, Grow. Each week you'll explore key tactics of some of Clavio's more than 17,000 customers who use these to grow their business. To so tune in to Ready, Set, Grow and to receive even more helpful content visit clavio.com slash blend that's klaviy dot com slash Okay, guys, so we talked a lot about email marketing on this show, but what we don't really talk about is how to get subscribers to your list. And of course, look, it's great when you've got a big list to test strategies with, but how do you get them there in the first place? And I think while a lot of us will be using ads to drive up traffic for sales, should there actually be a case now for focusing on using your ads to drive email subscribers, which of course in turn should then help us sell for longer? Well, my friend, the answer is a big fat yes. And the question then is, well, how do we do it? Well, that's exactly what our guest today is going to help us with. So Laura Hamlin is a founder and co-director of Pink Leopard E-Commerce Growth Acceleration Agency and works with e-commerce businesses to help them grow in seven and eight figures. So Laura, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, thanks so much, Adam. Thank you for having me.
0: No, it's an absolute pleasure. And I think, Laura, I wanted to start off with, with ads because, look, I feel like ads are generally getting a bit of a bad rep now. What well, what's driving that?
1: So I think uh, I think ads always get a bit bad <laughs> a bit of a bad reputation. Um, particularly Facebook ads are always in the spotlight for something, can't they? But I think I guess in terms of having a bad rep because of results, there's sort of a lot that's happened over the last couple of years. I think post pandemic, there was in the econ world, there was a huge boom and a lot of artificial results. And then kind of coming out of the, the back of that we're not, brands just aren't seeing the same performance. And then sort of double whammied with the what well, everything happened with the iOS changes. Uh, that was another huge thing that hit us in the e-commerce world. Well. So I think people just aren't getting the same results that they used to. It was always going to happen. But, you know, right now, if you're still using the same tactics and strategies, or you don't have the uh, a strong enough brand to carry you through, then, you know, I think you're just sort of getting left behind. And that's a lot of this the sort of chat where, you know, we're hearing or we're experiencing being in this world.
0: Yeah, because I think, you know, that is is one of the things, if I'm honest with you, that drives me mad about e-commerce, because I feel like we are very, we're very fickle in a way in e-commerce in the sense of if something no longer works the way that it used to, then that thing is dead. Do you think that's kind of a fair assumption? Like people sort of automatically turn off if it doesn't doesn't work the way it used to.
1: Yeah, I think exactly that, and I think, you know, with it's the same with Google, the same with anything sort of strategies that that used to work and that don't anymore. Brands don't really look to see what are the latest strategies and tactics. Just huge. I, I think. Well, that's not fair. I suppose a lot of the, you know, a lot of brands or sort of bigger brands who really invest in their brand do but I think sometimes it's the sort of smaller brands who want you know a, a quick buck are often the ones that are just like spending money back in the day where you should be able to put up any picture and generate loads of you know huge results that, that the good old days and then when that doesn't work anymore it's like well it's Facebook it's nothing to do with the brand it's nothing to do with the website conversion it's mm-hmm. it's just Facebook so yeah I think that's a fair assumption and a bit of a, a bit of an unfair one for, for yeah. the channels
0: no i agree and, and i think you know it's it's kind of this silver bullet syndrome isn't it i think that we have a lot in e-commerce that you know this one new thing is going to kind of help and i think probably one of the interesting things to look at then just obviously in terms of ads, because you mentioned that you know with all the things that happened you know people talk about roas they talk about roi but mm. i guess we're, we're here today talking about using those ads to generate those signups is that problematic when you approach a brand with that approach from an ROI perspective.
1: Yeah, in terms of sort of tracking and attributing. Yeah, Do you terms of
0: going to convince them to go that way, because like you say, you know, if we go back sort of five or six years ago, cheap traffic, we get them to convert, we say goodbye. Whereas I guess what we're saying now is that we're not so much interested in getting that immediate first sale. It's using that to pay for them essentially to come into that email marketing list. Like is that is that a difficult... Thing to, to convince people of sometimes
1: yeah well we still do it as part of a an e-commerce full funnel within well mainly within facebook ads so we're still very much you know on the sort of performance side so we use all of the the strategies and tactics to get people to convert and to generate returns but i think there is that missing piece with a lot of brands which is to generate sign up subscriptions to their newsletter because we've seen mm. we see that works really well when you have your e-commerce funnel and you know you come into your welcome flow and the welcome flow is the, is generating a lot of revenue for you so we're like okay well how can we add a bit of fuel to that fire but do it where it's a deeper not acquisition but a cost per lead because we're not obviously measuring the cost per acquisition but we're driving more traffic to the welcome flow so that that can do the job for you so We definitely do it as part of a full funnel, not
0: just on it. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, that's the interesting thing I find is that, you know, with with the brands that we work with, there's kind of this perception of, and I think it depends who you've got in the room as well, because if you've got the acquisition manager and then you've got the retention manager and then maybe the commercial officer, their view on these different strategies, I think, don't always align, do they? And it's kind of making sure, I guess, you know, for an agency like yours is, how do you kind of give each of those camps something that they can sort of yeah
1: absolutely and i think yeah and they they never kind of i suppose they will align when you've got the the sort of different people in the room as you just alluded to but i think and it's not and it's not a cookie cutter approach you know it's we have to look at it individual for every single brand so it is a matter of well, let's test this for your brand. And is it going to work? But a lot of what we do with the the, uh, email building campaigns is we actually measure a direct return on ad spend against those campaigns within Ads Manager. So yes, it's not as much as the full kind of e-commerce top, middle and bottom of funnel, but we can still prove that that's generating a direct return. Plus then let's look at your welcome flow and how that's building in revenue and how it's building your email list so hopefully we can appease all parties you know with that kind of approach
0: yeah definitely I mean I think definitely the, the probably the past sort of 12-18 months there's definitely been this shift hasn't To people thinking more about retained income than than just that initial conversion and I think kind of over time that will improve it and kind of then give more weight to I guess kind of not just being focused on that kind of acquisition part because I guess what you guys are doing you know, is yes, acquisition is part of it, but there's a lot on the retention side. Then how I guess you kind of increase that lifetime value rather than just that initial right. Here's an ad, convert it, move on. Yeah. And and on on the kind of side of you know we talked a bit about sort of Facebook ads and and kind of the heat that that Meta often gets. But when it comes to specifically the, the part of your guys' strategy for email signups. Is there a platform that tends to kind of outperform another um, or or does it kind of depend on which brand in terms of, of getting those email signups from ads?
1: So in all honesty, we we mainly focused on Facebook ads with list building. We're starting to do with TikTok, but we're finding that's still a relatively uh, new platform in terms of actually kind of building it like, getting newsletter signups and also from an e-commerce standpoint, there are so many moving parts to to TikTok to have in place first. So with Facebook and, and with Google, because it's more of an intent channel, we don't feel the need to do that as much as we'll get people who have that intent onto the website to to purchase, you know, straight away or get them into that funnel. But with Facebook ads, there's because it's such a huge driver of cold traffic, that's really, really where we feel it's kind of uh, the best strategy And we can use the Facebook lead form ads, which I have run lead campaigns before for service-based businesses. And I would stick well away from lead formats because we don't find the, it's always a question of quality versus having, you know, a landing page where you opt in. But actually with e-commerce, we're finding that they are working really well, but it does depend on the audience. And we have to do a lot of testing, but the ability to... To use Facebook lead formats is what's working really well for us, which you can't do with any other other platform at the moment.
0: No, sure. And I think that that's definitely a, a switch, isn't it? Probably for some people listening because, you know, traditionally thinking about those lead gen ads, I guess that isn't the the place that a lot of econ brands would have, would initially they would go to. Mm. And I think that what you talk about at the start there, it's like, okay, if things aren't working now, we still need to use this tool, but we're going to use it in maybe a slightly different way to what we've we've kind of previously thought about on the the kind of the the kind of Facebook side. Of it, so you mentioned sort of the um, you know, the the lead based ads. Um, mm-hmm. Could you maybe kind of give us a couple of examples of, of kind of the way that you're doing this, and I guess the experience that that kind of potential customer is going to go through?
1: Yeah, sure. So for a fashion brand of ours, for example. We would, for this particular fashion brand, we actually use a top and a middle of bottom of funnel for, for their brand within lead form ads, because we, they spend a decent amount. They're happy. They trust the process with the the email signups, and we have kind of built up to that trust as we were talking about before, so they're happy to invest budget there. So we have a, most of our ads are for 15% off because obviously giving an incentive um, encourages people to put their details in. But we also we actually utilize it more for when there's a new drop. So right now there's um we're building their list and building the suspense for the spring summer drop alongside of the normal e-commerce funnel, you know, in the in the kind of winter ranges. And that works so well. And I guess is because a there's a, a percentage off, but b it's all of the uh, we test a lot of different sort of copies, different you know different languages to get people to subscribe. So I think part of that is the you know the suspense of you know what secret drops or be the first to know and these lines do generally sell out so we can put a lot of real suspense you know we're not we're not lying as a lot of ads you know, have fake suspense and so that works really well it's integrated then into using zapier into their uh, Clavio account and then we have the welcome flow automated off the back of that so yeah that that performs really really well and we're we see about for the spring summer drop we're seeing about three times uh, return on ad spend of direct ad spend on that campaign across top and middle so we know that it yeah obviously attribution is difficult on full stop but we know that that's just within seven day attribution window and then we keep a real close eye on the welcome flow conversion rate just to when we're driving a lot of traffic into the welcome flow that that doesn't drop so we know that it's still good quality and we watch the revenues go up so that's performing really really well but then some of our a couple of other uh brands that we run these lead form ads for we just have ongoing a uh, percentage of but i find that yeah when it's like a fashion brand and you're building the suspense that's that's probably the most powerful uh, way that we've used
0: it well it's it's basically i guess what you said is you, you've got to when you're using ads to to kind of you know drive these signups You've got to give them something tangible. You've got to give them a true reason for taking action. I guess is is that is that kind of the core of it?
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. I guess just the way that you would have the pop up on your on your website. Every brand now, you know, has some sort of pop up to to build their list. So we're just sort of replicating that, but in a in lead formats within Facebook. But yeah, really, you do have to have some sort of incentive. I did read somewhere that if you if your newsletter is good enough and exciting enough and you're able to get that across to the the customer, then that should be enough. But when we've tested it, it's, you know, you can't really beat giving somebody a, a tangible incentive.
0: Mm. It's, it's got to be that spark that's going to get them to be engaged, I guess, in the first place. And I think, you know, on, on the answer front, you know, we'll let, let's go a little bit more, more deeper into that with obviously changes that have happened in facebook and you know the, the the ability i guess for kind of broad or targeted is this is this a broad game is it a targeted game like how how's the best way to sort of start playing it basically
1: yeah so we test both obviously with every single thing that we we do whatever campaign we test and um, broad and targeted uh, lookalike audiences but we're actually finding that the we're getting a cheaper cost per lead with broader audiences, but we're getting a better return against that campaign with the lookalike audiences. So we're sort of weighing that, which you know that's a, a difficult one to actually then see which converts best during the well through the welcome flow. But, but that's just you know obviously attribution is a is a difficult one in general. But so but typically I'd say targeted the the lookalike audiences because. Um, we want these leads to be as qualified and as you know high quality as they can be. So lookalikes of of customer lists really work the absolute best.
0: Okay, great. Because I think you know that's the the thing that I think some brands probably, I guess if they've been using Facebook ads for for quite a while now, or maybe previously and them, come back to it, they're kind of wondering you know like. Is there still the ability to target in the way that you used to be able to? And I guess what we're saying, look, it's different now, but there's still the core thing is there's still that ability to generate the return that you need
1: to. Yeah, absolutely. There's still, you know, we're still not well not just us. Brands are still reaping the benefits of, of Facebook ads and getting really great results. But there are just different. I mean, with Facebook ads, there always has been changes from week to week you know sometimes day to day as in lookalike audiences work oh no now it's broad or oh, now it's this percentage so no, it has always changed and have and flows and the frustration is there's never a one size fits all it's just so different with every single brand too so you always do have to test and be open to new strategies and finding what works and I guess just that's exactly the same now as it sort of always has been but there are just different strategies now compared to what worked five, ten years ago. And that's why I don't know if many agencies and brands use this lead generating tactic, but it's something that, again, post-IOS, we thought, well, you know, this could be quite a good way to drive some more top-of-funnel traffic. And like I say, it doesn't work for every single brand, but a lot of our brands we we are using it for and it's, it is performing well. So, yeah, thinking outside the box is... It's what you've always got to do, though, when it comes to marketing, right? Yeah, of
0: course. I mean, just, just on that as well, I mean, look, you know, the, in terms of that incentivization for people to to sign up, you know, look, in Shopify, I guess in e-commerce, there's always been that thing about, look, you know, you offer them 10% to sign up and, you know, probably for some brands, that still works to an extent. But how's kind of incentivization changed? Like, what are the other ways that you can bring someone into that list? opposed to to discounting bats.
1: well you can there are various ways so I, I do like the the quiz type funnel so we were working with a skincare brand and they had a bit sort of like gamification and you had to enter a series of well, really simple questions about your skin type in order to that's how they generated their their emails also you can offer i suppose it depends what what brand you are so if you are a fashion brand it could be to have a you know the latest style guide I mean we've seen some sex and success and heard some success from brands doing that but we've not actually tried a, a sort of lead campaign using that ourselves I also saw quite a clever thing from a brand I was it would have been a couple of years ago now but I fell for it I'm every marketer's dream always entering my email address and buying stuff but they offered free free shipping and they would give you a free pair of socks if you put entered your email address. So I guess if you can do it and you you've got that lifetime value, then why not be really bold up front and kind of um, whatever you can really to to get people into your funnel. So I think there are so many ways to do it from it being free all and all the way through to, you know, being quite bold with something like that.
0: Because I guess, you know, the the thing is discounting gets kind of disgusting in two two ways, isn't it? One is that, like, okay, well, you know, you're hitting your margins from an early stage and, you know, potentially, you know, are you kind of educating that customer to be a discount customer? But on the other hand, you know, like you say, if your play is for longer term, or the long-term value of that customer, then why not do that at an early stage and then try and lock them in for a longer period? So it, it, I guess it's kind of changing you know, changing mindset in terms of what you need for the business, because I guess a lot of businesses, you know, when they first start, they're just thinking about that initial conversion. When you're kind of, you know, two, three years in, you're not actually thinking about that because you want to bring down that acquisition cost as much as you can, but then also increase the value of each customer as, as much as possible.
1: Yeah, exactly. You've got to you've got to see the the bigger picture. Um, absolutely. And I think it's uh, yeah, it's being clever with the initial acquisition costs as long as you know you know the the kind of long term value of the client. But I do think I agree to to a degree with not you know sort of educating your customer, bring customers in that are looking for a discount. But I do think that pretty much every brand does this now. Look, like, you know, high end Well, not pretty much every brand, but a lot of brands and you know really high end brands too offer a discount for for you to to be part of their newsletter so i think we sort of expect it a little bit but i i agree in terms of not having sales on all the time and not always having discounts and i think that's when you get into the danger of being a discount brand but i think one a one off for somebody to join your newsletter for me just feels feels quite normal
0: mm-hmm. okay great I mean, the the thing, you know, that's I think interesting about, about this show, Laura, is that we have you know, we have people who have been in e-commerce for a long time, some people a short time short time. I think the question probably today though is regardless, I guess, of, of where you are, if at the moment you've been using ads from a pure okay, right, let's try and use these to convert. And now actually you're thinking bigger picture. Are there anything that you can do in terms of the rest of your tech or the rest of your setup as a business to get ready to to sort of use ads in this way? So the other things, I guess, that, you know, in an ideal scenario, if people come to you as an agency, you would like them to have in play before you start working with them?
1: I think, so definitely having their Klaviyo account. I mean, we, we predominantly work with clients who use Klaviyo too, and so having all of their flows and, you know, a good strategy for their ongoing email broadcast is really vital because there's kind of no point in bringing loads of people into your ecosystem if you don't have these things in place. So especially I'd say at the very least is having the, this welcome flow set up because if you don't have a really, really high converting welcome flow, then there's no point in driving all of this sort of cold traffic into it. So I'd say definitely that. But that's that's the same regardless if it is lead generation or if we are running kind of, you know, more conversion focused ads. Uh, also a Zapier account, you're definitely going to need a Zapier account in order to connect your Facebook account and your lead forms into Clavio. Into and then also setting up your, making sure that your ad account you've got, you know, if you're setting it up yourself, you've got your lead form ads set up. I'd say they're they're the most kind of vital pieces of tech that we would use. For
0: these campaigns, okay, great. And from from a point of view of, I guess, the types of businesses that that you work best with, what sort of industries or verticals do, do you best serve?
1: So we, so being a female-founded business, myself, Pink Leopard, I we te- we tend to work with other female-founded businesses who have a predominantly customer base. Most of our team is female, so I'd say really that's where our zone of genius it's not that we don't work with any male brands we're we're not feminists or anything like that it just really sort of happens uh, it just needs to be <laughs> who we who we attract so then sort of naturally within that we work really well with beauty and skincare brands fashion brands and homeware brands would probably be our sort of top three categories
0: excellent and and what do people need to do if they want to get in touch and, and find out more
1: so our website is www.pinkleopard.co.uk. I also am on LinkedIn if anybody wants to connect direct or ping me a message, which is Laura Hanlon. I can also head over to our Instagram account, which is Pink Leopard UK.
0: Fantastic. And and guys, what I will do is make sure all those links are in the show notes from today, uh, just to make sure you've got those and you can get in touch with Laura and her team. So Laura, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for being on with us. And guys, thank you very, very much for tuning in today. If you liked what you listened to today, do give us a like or a review on Shopify Cross the pond. And uh, we'll be here again same time next week. Cheers.